Japan 2.0. Uh, I'm Matt. And this is David. And today we're talking to you about themed cafes and um, themed restaurants as yeah. well. Have you ever been to a themed cafe or themed restaurant? I have. Before, been... before Japan. Oh, before <laughs> For the Japan. people out there. No, no, no. Been... I thought that was the end of the <laughs> sentence. Um, no, I, I'm trying to think. Um, I guess I've been to some places that were that had themes to them, you know. I, I used to go to this... Um, like always Christmas or something like that? Exactly. I used to go to this bar that... Um, it was a shoe shop in, during the day and then a, a bar at oh, night. Oh, Star Shoes. Star Shoes, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, it was a place in Hollywood. It was really cool. And it, it, like it was... Yeah, it, spot. It, it had shoes all over the place and, you know, it was a really unique vibe but um i don't know that i mean i don't know if that really counts yeah in in america there is a um there is a cafe restaurant slash restaurant um where i had a notoriously bad date um and it was called the rainforest cafe have you heard of that oh yeah i've been many times yeah i've never heard about the date Uh, I had a date. Um, I was dating this girl, and and we went to the Rainforest Cafe, and she the kept thunderstorms ordering. happened. The thunderstorms happened, yeah. But she just kept returning her oh, her food, no, and so, um, yeah. and the guy was super nice. Working there was super nice, and he kept saying, "Oh, you don't like it? Okay, I'll get you something that's you know you." anything else on the menu yeah. and she ordered something else and she got it again and she returned it again oh, and I was like this is the second return and I was like nah I don't think so and then when she brought the, he brought the next food out this is her third dish uh, I, she was going to return it again uh, and I said I said uh, don't that, I said I'm I, and I'm, I'm not a very con- <laughs> confrontational person yeah. and, and uh, usually I, you know I was I was pretty young at the time, so I was really nervous during the day, and I was like, "No, nah, if you t- return that, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> hanging out with you today." Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. Anyways, that was my notoriously bad. But it, the Rainforest Cafe is actually it's it's an okay cafe. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I, I like it. It looks like a rainforest. They have vines and ivy growing on everything, and uh, alligators will come out of this little pond. And well, you, um, you pointed out to me that yeah, I guess there are more back home than I had thought. I kind of thought it was pretty special in Japan, but the level that Japan goes to, which you'll find out, is pretty special. Right, and you're more likely to find a theme cafe in Japan. That's right. They're fairly prevalent. Um, yeah, so we're kind of splitting, I think the two major categories are cafes and bars, right? And sometimes they're one and the same, like you could get alcohol and a coffee at the same place. And sometimes they're definitely targeted more towards nightlife. Or sometimes they're more cafes and restaurants. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. So we've yeah. got restaurant, cafe, and bar yeah. themed. Yeah. Um, like before coming out to Japan, was there like one that you had heard of? It was kind of like the infamous, you thought like, wow, only... <laughs> Only in Japan because there's a yeah. lot for me. Yeah, there was, and and um, I don't know. I'm still confused about this, and I've never been able to quite straighten it out. But um, I used to research, you know, follow Japanese blogs and do a lot of like Google searching about Japan. 
And I remember finding the toilet cafes. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, For me, it was in Korea, actually, I thought. So I don't know if that actually originated in Korea or if it is in Korea, yeah. but I remember seeing that and thinking, that that's one is really weird. You eat out of toilet bowls, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I know Taiwan does stuff yeah. like that, too. So, I mean, maybe at the time I was just researching and I found these cafes, but mm. I assumed it was in Japan. Yeah. And yeah. I couldn't have been that far off because... Um, Japan has tons of themed that's right themed restaurants um so yeah that one's pretty infamous for me there was um a prison bar and a ninja bar that I had read about um both of them were very similar concepts you get like locked up and people like come and take you away and then there's like a stage breakout that happens you know uh the ninja one would have you know ninjas coming and getting you out of this scenario uh, the ninja one out where I live in Kobe and Sanami, I, I think I've seen it. I've just never gone inside. It's pretty intimidating. Uh, the bar one, we'll talk about a bit later, but we've, we've both been there. Um, that one's called the lockup. But I'd heard of those cat cafes, of course. Yeah, we owl, owl cafes as well. Um, they're mm. quite popular right now. Um, owls, why? I don't know. But <laughs> owls are the new the new cat cafe for sure. Yeah, yeah and why owls? Maybe because they're more docile than most birds. Like some birds mm. are known to like bite. You know, yeah. some parrots can bite. Have you um, been to one? I ha- I haven't yet. Okay, uh, we I been, have. So I'll talk about. I've it. been meaning Second to go. Um, I've been to cat cafes in Japan. Yeah, and, yeah. and in Korea. Mm. We'll talk about how that yeah. differs then. Um, of course, for me, when I think of the nightlife for the bars themes the biggest one is the video game bar oh man yeah i remember looking up on a website oneup.com they had a old i don't remember the name of the place out in tokyo but just watching videos of that just again if i live there like that's where I, oh i'm gonna go there all the time you know i think we should hold off on video game bars because i think that could a be episode. a whole episode right, right, right. but um but that's a good example of just um the, the type of things you, you get that. right mm. um I think in Tokyo there's some that are notorious, um, like, uh, I mean, famous or infamous, I don't know how you'd, how you'd say it, but like uh, the robot bar uh-huh. and the robot restaurant. I've You've been, been to there, that, so right? We'll talk about that, yeah. And then... Um, I didn't realize when you said to do this episode, I was like, are we going to be able to talk about it? We haven't really been to many, but now we're bringing them all up. Yeah, I've gone there. Yeah, we've yeah. been to, I think we've been to quite a few. Yeah. Um, the, another type of... Uh, themed cafes these are often in department buildings but Sanrio the company that does ah, Hello Kitty yeah. um, does all these um, oh, these uh, cafes yeah they're really cute and they make the food um, right now there's one in Umeda based on this egg character Gutentama uh, he's a famous uh, famous internet personality from Japan and um, but they, what they do is they shape all the food after the characters, mm. so um, the omelets look like Gutentama, and then the um, ramen will have little Gutentama heads for the egg, and it's um, they do faces, they put faces on it, which is kind of it, actually when you uh, it's kind of common in, for bento, it's a yeah, part of yeah, Japanese yeah. culture to like make the food look like a face mm. or make the food look like a, a character. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of funny to eat something, it's cute. There's one we missed. There's a couple we missed recently. Um, one was Tech on Concrete's mm. Cafe, and that's one I really wanted to go to because uh, both you and I are big fans of um, Payo Matsumoto, yeah. the manga creator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, they had a special cafe uh, 
commemorating the release of, or the re-release of Tech on Kick Read on Blu-ray. Yep. Ah, uh, yeah, we missed that one. Um, and then Dragon Ball was here too, the 30th anniversary of Dragon Ball, and I really wanted to go to the Dragon Ball Cafe. Pretty but much any big, massive Japanese series, you know, uh, like Resident Evil, you know, Dragon Ball, anything you've heard of that has multiple, you know, there's a one and a two and a three sequels, is going to have. But they're limited often, aren't they? They're not always, like, mainstays. Yeah. The Dragon Quest one is a mainstay, but uh, a lot of them tend to be up for a season or a year, and then they're done. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about some that, um, that are permanent. I mean, especially after the break, we'll talk about the ones that are... I think for the most part you could go to if you take a trip to Japan but a lot of the themed ones like Dragon Ball, One Piece um, Kutentama they're seasonal and they'll change so one day it will be Hello Kitty and then a month or two months or three months later it'll be Gutentama. Same building, same space? Yeah, same building, same space, they just renovate it and for the the next character. Mm. Some of them are more permanent than others um but yeah, I think for the most part, um, and then they might be a pop-up cafe. So um, Tower Records uh, in Japan sometimes has this cafe, and they'll do pop-up. Mm-hmm. The Dragon Ball one, for example, was in the Tower Records cafe. They have it right now on Tower, the Shibuya Tower. They have a pop-up cafe of an old record shop. It was a really famous record shop in the '90s in Tokyo. And they have that going on now where they're, like, selling the records that shop used to sell and stuff, and they have coffee in there. Oh, wow. So, yeah, they get, they get pretty creative with them, too. It's not always just, like, uh, characters. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean... I guess that's, I mean, that's a primer. What yeah. kind of people do you think normally... Is it for, like, tourists or, like, local people actually go to them? Oh, I think local people are the primary, still yeah. the primary um, target audience. Uh, the ones I've been to... Like, alright, it depends. Lock up and those ones are definitely all like local people. I don't see a lot of tourists because they're, they're pretty intimidating. Um, the robot one though was a lot of tourists, about 50% tourists. The. I'm trying to think. What other, oh, what, Dragon Quest, is that mostly local tourists? Yeah, yeah. Oh, mostly Dragon local? Quest right. was local, <laughs> local right. peoples, yeah. Uh, I'll talk later about Quiet Monster Cafe, but that's probably more than 50% tourists, actually. I think... So it depends, I, mean, I think, on the one you go to. Um, there's a fanaticism in Japanese culture that, you know, people buy toys from gotcha machines and they try to collect. It's like so a collector it's a mentality. Collector right? mentality. And I think those people are... are um, the people that gravitate towards theme cafes because yeah, they have special merchandise a lot of times you can only get there right? yeah and like I said if you get a cake or ice cream one of the Dragon Ball ice creams was in the shape of a Dragon Ball character Majin Buu and it was like a pink you know and they sculpted it to make it look like a, um, like the character I mean that's pretty cool yeah yeah. so if you're a fan of these things you know the theme cafe is going to be the place to hang out or the place to at least go once or twice. I just read about a weird one in preparation for this podcast and it was in Osaka and it was a ball pit bar uh, where you just go and sit in little mini ball pits almost like baths with your friends and you have your own little you know you're isolated there. Wow. But then there's like a big communal one you can go hang out in. That seems really dirty. Dirty. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, That was unsanitary was what I was going to say. At least it's a bar I guess and not a restaurant you know like 
I feel like drinking is less dirty than food. Like sauces are so spilling everywhere. But I don't know. I guess. Yeah, know, but what, getting what bar do you go inebriated. to? What bar do you go to in Japan that doesn't have um, food like saucy, saucy foods? And, yeah, you know dishes. Yeah, and if you're feeling sick after yeah. a bunch of sake or you know chew highs, might not be the best. Yeah, yeah, that's great. I mean, there, there's some really wild ones that we're not even covering. You know, but if you, if you did a search, I'm sure you can find some really off the wall stuff. But yeah, ball pit. That's the tip of the iceberg, I think. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. I think. Um, I think that gives everybody a good idea yeah. about the variety that you could find in Japan. Um, kind of jump into some of our favorites, I think, right? Yeah. Ones we've been to. Why don't we take our break, Let's go into our segment, and then when we come back, we'll talk more about theme restaurants. Yeah. Un, dos, tres. two-point hack a segment we haven't done in a while but a reoccurring <coughs> one and uh, this one's kind of might seem boring or normal but give me a second to explain the kind of cool facet of it and this is even for people that live here if you're like Matt and I and you're not fluent in Japanese um, if you're coming to travel this will be the biggest lifesaver for you um, I used to come out here before technology was a big thing, and I'm kind of a shy person. I'd be so nervous to go in the restaurants and eat. I actually ended up just eating at the convenience store a lot. One, because I was poor and it was cheap. And two, because I didn't have to have a lot of human interaction to do that. I um, mean, it could be frightening to go into a restaurant, and there's uh, it's all kanji. It's really yeah, hard to I read think the menus. That's my point, is I've gone to other countries, and I never felt that way. Even Korea, you know, which there's not you know, a ton of English or anything more than here but it's the kanji that, that was a killer on uh, the language you know the menus you just literally can't read sometimes and sometimes the cooler the restaurant the more unfriendly the menus are they're really artistic and handwritten um, and it's so hard to make out anything no pictures anyway so this app uh, Google Translate you know not a, not a rare one or anything uh, but you have to get their app you can't use like the web service and about a year or two ago, they actually started a service that was really helpful where you just take a picture of whatever you're looking at, and then it'll translate the text that's in that picture. So that was great, and that was a life-changing moment for us living out here. However, uh, yesterday, they made it, it's called Live Translate. So taking the photo and then like highlighting the text you want, it was like a 30-second process, you know, and if it doesn't work, sometimes it's up to a minute just to get it in. Sometimes it didn't work, and sometimes it said, like, yeah, you try again, or server is not yeah, working. That's or right. That's yeah. right. Um, and yeah, you click the button, and it wouldn't just translate sometimes too. Or now you just literally hold your camera up, and there's no button to hit or anything, and it takes a second, and it just translates what you see. So you're looking through your your screen, you know, and it's translating all the text around you. It matches the color and font that it's in too, which is just kind of a cool tech thing. It blew my mind. Like I mean, I've been using Google Translate for a really long time, and um, I just couldn't believe at how fast it worked, and I couldn't believe it looks like you're looking through a window, and just at English text, yeah. you know. Now, disclaimer: you know, the translation is bad, just like most translations are. 
but you always get the main point. You're not going to get the intricacies of the language or some, you know, deep meaning there. But uh, if you want to see, like, this park at your own risk, you know, as what the sign says, you're going to get it. Yeah. What, what, did, what was the translation for park at your own risk? Like, Oh, it said something like um, Osaka, uh, the responsibility is not on Osaka yeah. to... Osaka, responsibility, no. I think yeah, it's like yeah. what we got, right? Because, <laughs> so yeah. that's the level of translation you're going to get, but you get the point. And if you're in a situation where you literally got nothing, it's, it's very helpful. And like I said before, you could do this, but it was like a 30-second process. And I don't know, I'm not going to just go around my world and take pictures and translate everything. 30 seconds we're now like I was just walking around my apartment just like it was like getting a pair of glasses after being blind you know like being able to see things I never saw before it's a cliche analogy but it's honestly the how I really felt I think for tourism and stuff it's mm. like really good um, the only thing you is you need internet, yeah, yeah, yeah. internet connection. So um, if you rent like a wi- portable Wi-Fi or something, if you're traveling, or get a SIM card, yeah, yeah. or get it, or you have a Japanese phone. In our cases, we. Mm. we but I think pay you know, for some of our audience lives here, you know, and then for them, it'd be great. So anyway, it's a pretty short one, but incredibly useful. As Japan hacks, two point hacks are supposed to be. So hope you enjoy that one. Let me know if you like, have some tips or tricks on how to get the translation to be better. I'd like to hear that. Yeah, I love it. So cool. <laughs> All right. Uh, enjoy the sounds of Japan 2.0. We'll be right back. segment um we're going to talk about some of the themed cafes bars restaurants that we've been to maybe we'll start off we haven't actually been to that many of the same ones i think one of the few of those is lockup so and that's kind of like again a more well-known one so yeah let me talk about this one because (laughs) i don't have that many i think i have less than you okay um i'm not sure but I, i i haven't been to any many big ones but um the lockup is, it's basically like a prison-themed yeah. uh, restaurant slash bar, but there's debate whether or not their drinks actually have, have any alcohol. If you order beer, they do. <laughs> I guarantee. That's always a safe one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The but, crazy drinks. Um, yeah, but when, uh, when I first moved to Japan, my wife and I, we spent some time in Kyoto, and uh, we went to the lockup. And when we first got there, we actually went through the wrong door. Mm. And so we entered the lockup, and a woman came dressed as a police officer, and she went, no, 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 (laughs) and she goes, follow me, and we didn't know if that was part of the, the, um, the theme, yeah, Yeah. but uh, she took us through, (laughs) through to the the handcuff you, right, the correct door, and then we went Uh, into like this uh, area where they handcuffed us. Who did they handcuff you, Emily? They usually ask. Uh, I think they handcuffed me because okay. I think Emily volunteered me. Yeah, but yeah. I'm, I don't recall. Emily's probably going to be angry. <laughs> that's not the case. Sorry, Emily. But, um, but yeah, they handcuff you and they take you through processing, <laughs> which is pretty fun. Uh, there's a guard, a guard there that was, like, checking us out and asking us how many in our party and stuff uh-huh. like that. And then they 
they walk you into the a cell and they essentially they close the door, yeah, shut yeah, you in. Yeah. And um and then you have the menus kind of crazy because you have menus really crazy. Uh all these foods that are not only like uh jail themed like prison bars you know over chicken or something like that but they are also like horror themed well, I would say like antichrist theme like wow, I always is... got the upside down cross pizza there, yeah there's but a piece of pizza that looks you, like you could, you could turn it the other way if you want like That's in the true. photos they always frame it that way <laughs> but I mean yeah. it's more intense you know yeah, yeah. um but there also are like eyeballs inside oh, some of the cocktails yeah. and uh, some of the well, desserts have like worms like you know when you were in kindergarten the sometimes you'd make the gummy worms like in the Oreos in the Oreo yeah, and yeah. the dirt and the pudding mm-hmm. it's basically got. stuff like that yeah yeah, but they mosaic out a lot of the menu too so oh. they'll pixelate it yeah yeah <laughs> to like, add to the to make know, it the seem more intense yeah, yeah. but there's one game uh, one game? food that yeah. becomes a game and it's really important because uh, and Personally, this is my favorite dish you could get there, and I'll tell you why. It's called um, takoyaki roulette, <laughs> and what they do is they give you uh, six pieces of takoyaki, and one of them has like intense, intense wasabi, mm. and uh, it or it's very spicy. I think it different chains do either or, mm. and. Um, and the rest of them are not bad, right? So when you order it, they say, how many? How many do you want? You know, do you want one that's super spicy or do you want six that are, you know, five that are super spicy? Uh-huh. And the first time we ordered uh, two that were super spicy. So both of us could try one. And you go around eating the takoyaki to see which one, is, you know, will, uh, you know, knock you out. Yeah. yeah. And... Um, but the thing is, when we got to the spicy one, we liked that one best. So when we ordered it again, we were it's like, can we get spicy. six spicy yeah. ones? And they were like, no, no. Can you get five? They got, we got five spicy oh, ones and one that wasn't spicy. Okay. <laughs> uh, but that's my favorite thing on the menu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The food there is actually all right. There's some like meat on rice dishes. It's that not are, bad. That are pretty good. Uh, I kind of pinned it before, but generally these places for me, yeah, the food options aren't great. Um, but I'd say this is one of the better places to actually eat. The drinks are fun and taste good, but yeah, like you said, they're weak when you get the cocktails. Yeah, desserts um, are good too. Yeah, mm, but we haven't talked about the main attraction of the place. Well, that's because it's a surprise. Oh, you don't want to tell them? Well, no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, I guess we could talk about it, but um, uh, spoiler warning. Yeah, I guess if you don't want to hear this, if you're gonna actually go, you're gonna come here and go. Yeah, don't listen. Yeah, because skip it, ahead about yeah a minute, okay? But um, basically, you've been warned. Yeah, yeah, you've been go. warned. While you're in there, the lights turn off. Um, they wait. For, a, I think it only happens like once an hour. Yeah, it's not. It's not that often. I've actually gone and it's never happened. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, but the lights go off, and then they start playing spooky music or like thrash metal. Yeah. And then you're um, screaming. And then there's strobe the lights going locking. on, and um, and then all of a sudden monsters come. Like people dressed in masks, like uh, Jason yeah. and you know generic uh, Halloween costumes, turns into haunted house. Yeah, yeah. they'll cl- clang on the bars and they try reach in and they try to grab you, mm. and then um, 
on occasion, the, the one in Kyoto, they climbed over the top of our cute little cubicle cell. Yeah. And they were reaching down from the top. And um, and Emily was freaking out. Yeah. She yeah. was, yeah. It's pretty good. I had a guy, a really large guy, you know, it's a little bit rare here. And he was doing, like, magic ball stuff in our face, like levitation balls. and Wow. It, there is some variety, depending on... I've only been to the same location, but it sounds like yours has been a little bit different. Like, uh, there was no interrogation check at the beginning where I went, et cetera. So. I think you get a slightly different version yeah, yeah. at every one you go to, but the, the, the ultimately idea, it's the yeah. same, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I highly recommend yeah, I really, Lock it's, Up. And it's not... The cool thing about, I guess, all these places... Yeah, in general, is they're not that expensive. It might be twenty percent more than you normally pay at a, a restaurant or cafe. Would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think actually, I think the lockups very On reasonable. The cheap side, yeah. yeah. And yeah. there's no extra charge. I don't think there's a, is there a seating fee there. I don't think there is. No, yeah. compared to other izakayas and stuff, I think it's it's a lot good. of bang for your buck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's the, uh, the lockup, one of the more famous ones, but it lives up to the hype. I think it's quite good. It's a great place to go. Um, you want to talk about a Tokyo one? Yeah, yeah. I guess lockups you could find in Osaka, Kyoto, Tokyo, any major, major city. city. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, the other one I'd say you have to go to. It's the most expensive of all of them. It's the Robot Bar, and I'm pretty sure that's the official name. Is like the Robot Bar. Uh, you can buy tickets for it online. It's around fifty dollars, forty to fifty dollars, and that includes a meal. The meal is not good there, especially not fifty dollars good. Um, and this place had become legendary again right before I had come. Really fast, it came to arise. It's in Kabukicho, which is like the big Yakuza red light district of Tokyo. So even just kind of walking there is a bit of a trip. And uh, once you get there, I'd say go early. Go about an hour before your show, because if you have a ticket, they put you in this VIP room. And it was incredible. Honestly, just waiting in the VIP room was just as good as the show. Um, it was like the most baller MTV Cribs space I'd been in my life. It was big. There weren't a lot of other people there. And everything was just made of like crystals and diamonds and incredibly bright and in our face. And uh, just everything was made of like a TV flat screen monitor. Like your table has like monitors in it and everything you're touching is like touch screen. And it's crazy technology poured into this place. And... Um, yeah, I think they only had chew highs and cans or something. It was really nice and expensive looking, but they just had these really cheap drinks. And they had these automatic dinosaurs at the table that were just walking around. And wherever you touch them, they had sensors in them, and they would react to the touch, just like an animal would. I mean, so you rub its head, and it like tilts its head, and it rubs up against you, and it was just so fun. To Did it look like a robot dinosaur, or did it look like a, uh, they put like dinosaur flesh, skin on it? It had fake yeah. flesh on it, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was very cute. And it was small about as big as a cat and um, that was just awesome like some of my best memories are just like where am I this this is wild the craziest interior design I've ever been in um, and then they like usher you in and you go sit and it's, it's kind of a, like a really really small kind of stadium seating like benches in a gym maybe back home and uh, yeah it's about an hour long show of wacky music Gognam style was playing non-stop when we went <laughs> kind of dates when we went and there's a general theme I think ours was like sharks or something like that and uh, they change the theme, theme every yeah, so often so. right the girls are dressed in a very raunchy fashion so if that's not your thing uh, maybe you wouldn't like this place but if that is your thing 
more power to you. Yeah, would you say it's like a, a strip club or like a cabaret uh, or uh, like, a, like what I've is... Never, I've never been to either of those establishments. A cabaret, are they naked? I don't think so. They, I think they were that's like more castles? like dancing. I haven't been to either. I'm, I mean, either. Yeah, I'm, just, right. I'm just, this we're is for the sake of... I, I guess it's probably even a step below a cabaret, I guess. Um, so they're wearing like, like bi- they're wearing like bikinis. But all the girls have like crazy tattoos, which are pretty rare. I think it's got to be like Yakuza owned or something this place. Because um, there's just so much money poured into it. It's not like sexy dancing though. They're just dressed pretty risque and like their, their look is pretty edgy, you know? Um, and then they're operating robots, actual robots like mobile suit that need a human to operate, which is awesome like to see that technology, you know? Um, there are some that are just automatic doing their own thing, but some of the coolest ones are these, these robots which are operated by these girls. They're maybe 20 to 30 feet tall, pretty, pretty big, and they just dance. They don't fight or anything. There's some kind of story happening, but it's very, <laughs> very nebulous. <laughs> it's cryptic. Uh, and there's a lot of synchronized dancing, and the robots and the girls are dancing. There's a crazy motorcycle I've never seen in my life, which is just this giant one wheel, and the people are inside of the wheel. And it like gyrates around. Yeah, it's wild. So it's the big wheel from one, the Spider-Man comics. Sounds very similar to that. And they're inside it, like yeah, going with it's like a gyroscope <laughs> okay. kind of thing. And they're just going around, yeah, just back and forth, zooming around. I would say it's a perfect amount of time. Uh, if it was any longer, it'd be a little bit repetitive, you know. But it is just kind of nonstop. I think my mouth is open more than half the time. Like, what is? It, it feels like an acid trip without doing acid. Um, it's insane, like a fever dream. Uh, now, now you went with Liz, right? I went with Liz and two coworkers. It's, my, it's probably almost exactly three years ago to this day, very close to my birthday. Um, it was like my big demand. It's pretty expensive to like ask other people to go to, you know? So I was like, all right, just, just come here with me. I didn't really tell them what it was, the other two people. Yeah. You know, Japan has a reputation. How did, how did they like it? That was my question. Like, I mean, I, think, I know you and I are into robots yeah, and, Liz, and like Liz lights loved it and too. stuff. Uh, Albert, you know, he's been on the show before. I think he liked it a lot, yeah. I don't know. For me, I would go back again. Every three or four years, I'd You might get the full back. story if you go back during the different themes. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I would go again. I think maybe the other guy, I think he enjoyed it, you know, but probably wouldn't. I don't think he was ranting and raving about it, maybe anyone else. I think he just thought, I don't know. I would guess he thought, yeah, that's pretty weird. Yeah, um, it is the place where Japan wacky exists. You know, there's this internet stereotype that Japan is I'm like just always robots and bonkers, and this is the only place I've ever seen like that in all of Japan. I'm so. surprised it's not in Akihabara. It seems like yeah. that's where it would be, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah so that's the <laughs> the robot bar, as I think it's called, the official name. Uh, gotta go. If again you're expecting that kind of wacky, weird Japan, you'll be disappointed coming here. But if you want that, you go there for that. And if you're in Tokyo, you might as well stop by another one of my favorite theme bars. Yeah. And that it's a theme bar slash restaurant slash cafe. I would say more restaurant bar. Um, and it is the Dragon Quest themed bar. I always kick myself for not going. Yeah, it's really good and it's really worth going to. So I highly recommend your next trip. Check it out. Um, it's in Rapong- What's so good about it? It's in Rapongi. And, um, enough said. Yeah, enough <laughs> said. Yeah. Uh, it's in Rapungi, so but it's not too far from places that we usually are anyway. Yeah. And um, uh, it's a small bar, 
It has a at the entrance. They have like a menu sitting. The official name for it is like Luida's bar. Luida's bar, yeah. And Luida is a character that, that shows up in the, some of the Dragon Quest games, and she's usually the the bartender slash uh, um, hotel hotel yeah. manager, yeah. And um, but the the great thing about this place is when you walk in, there's like the sword, like the Dragon Quest hero's sword, is on the wall, mm. and then you see some of these props. But as you go inside, they play the music um, from the game, and the sound effects are playing when you when you walk past sensors and ah, stuff like that. Okay. And then uh, you sit down, and on the walls they have some of the props, you know, some props from the games, the and they have stuff. some like autographed signatures from people who have worked on the Dragon Quest games. Mm. And uh, they have television screens that show like trailers for the games that are out at the time. But the best part about the bar is, um, it's the food is all in vain. It's no, it's all oh. Dragon Quest, Dragon Quest characters. So uh. like, yeah, you'll get like a omelet that looks like um, the king slime, mm. and uh, my fa- one of my favorites that we always get when uh, when we go. It's uh, uh, it's the brownie is a character. He's like this little hooded character that um, has a huge hammer in his hand, and they make a little pile of ice cream. They put the hood on, and then they make the brownie's hammer into an actual brownie. Isn't there? So that's cool. All the foods are themed. Dragon like Quest, that. yeah, the localization. I mean, I have to imagine in Japanese is quite clever too. But they've done a great job with the localization, and it sounds like the same nuances are caught at this cafe with that brownie yeah yeah like there's cucumbers that are villains and so they'll have salads you know that are like the cruel cumber cruel cumber salads and um all the drinks are named after the potions and drinks in the games don't they have a big turkey leg there they do that's the um the cyclops cudgel yeah so yeah it's a big turkey leg and um probably the most famous thing that you could get there and one of my favorites is the mon it's a dumpling, a Chinese dumpling. Yeah. Is it but slime? They put the slime's uh, face on there. I think they used to have it at a convenience store, like right before we came out here, and I'm always dying for them to bring it back. Yeah, yeah. Um, Dragon Quest is a very popular video game from Japan. Just in case you don't know, mm. um, character like f- designs are by the same guy that did Dragon Ball. Similar to Final Fantasy, but more po- popular here, maybe. Yeah, it definitely yeah. Definitely was back in the day. In America, it's. It hasn't been that popular, although it's gaining in popularity. But um, yeah, that's one of my favorite that theme bars great. because I've been a, I'm a Dragon Quest fan, and uh, there's not a lot of Dragon Quest stuff out no. there. So when I do come across it, I'm really excited, and yeah, it just is. It's got such a cool vibe in there. Mm. I, I highly recommend checking that out too. Yeah, I think I'm only gonna talk about one more. Um, I've tried to keep it to, like, unique stuff that I've never heard talked about. You know, some of the other ones are pretty well known. Yeah. Um, this one's the Kwai Monster Cafe. Again, pretty big for tourists. Um, but... This uh, one's in Tokyo, too, this right? This one's in Tokyo, too. It's in Harajuku. And it really uses that Harajuku style. When you think of the Harajuku girls, dressed in the bright colors, with the candy necklaces. Um, kind of hinted at it before. It's kind of dying, you know. You, you have to know where to go to see it. But at this place, uh, all the workers, you know, are, are, I don't think they're just dressed that way. I think it's very authentic that that's their life. They really are those girls, you know. Um, this place is wild, too. Fever Dream is another great description for it. Um, 
you walk in it's like Alice in Wonderland is the design everything's like a big mushroom that you're sitting under or a big lollipop or candy cane or baby's bottle it's just like cute down your throat almost to like a sickening level almost actually a scary level I think they're kind of going for a bit of like a creep out so cute that it creeps you out kind of theme yeah and there's these girls that are just in your face with really high pitched voices like shouting at you um, when you come in you know like come over here and they're very (laughs) English friendly so they'll they'll switch to English right away and um, if that's what you need and they come and sit you down and the place just smells like candy and sugar inside and there's just bright lights and like crazy J-pop playing and they give you an iPad tablet but it's like decked out in candy and then the menu is just all bright primary colors and it's all sweets and there's a couple things on there that shouldn't be sweet like hamburger and curry but I've been there a couple times now and it comes out very sweet (laughs) and like sugar the food at this place is horrible unless you love diabetes and sugar uh I think if you want like ice cream or something, it might be good. You know, my, younger younger people might like it. I mean, as as I get I older, with, I, I, I like went with my students less. and they said it's bad. It was too yeah, sweet. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the experience it, again, there's not a big markup. It might be you know seven dollars for a coffee there, eight dollars for an ice cream, but you're not paying for any of the other experience. You just pay your eight dollar ice cream. You can sit there for two hours if you want. Um, yeah, and. You can just walk around the place, you know, and there's, like, mirrors in the ceiling, and they do a show. <laughs> and the show is really strange. Uh, they're on, like, a merry-go-round, and they're just doing poses, stop poses the whole time. And they're very strange poses, like, half scary. Like, girl just taking her finger and pulling down her eye. So you see, like, the veins in her eye, and, like, sticking out her tongue, and then making, like, a monster claw. Things like that. And they'll hold it for, like, 30 <laughs> seconds. And then just do another pose like that. And then they try pulling up foreigners. So if you're not Japanese and you go to this place, beware. They'll try to get you up there on stage with them. <laughs> and it's painfully awkward when they do. The poor people they put up there. Because who would? No, I mean, unless you're, like, into that culture hardcore, how do you compete with those poses and those looks, you know, that these girls have? I guess, I, you know, I guess some people probably study, like, J-pop, you know, mm. dancing, the idol dancing and stuff like the that. The people or... I've seen in there, though, are all just normal people. Yeah. Like, like me. Like, no one would guess by the way I look that I think that's really cool and, like, all that. And I've read books on it, you know. Um, yeah, maybe they're like that, too. But I've never seen, like, for example, non-Asian girls trying to mimic that style in the restaurant. Yeah. Oh, they've employed. There's a, a white girl who works there. Who's got the style, full-on style? Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, I think, I think um, yeah, I don't think these these theme cafes are are um, that hard to find. You know, you find them everywhere. The last two I know? said yeah. are definitely in English, and I would say these two things, robots and crazy wacky culture and Harajuku girls, are kind of things of the past. But it took a while for the West to learn about them I think about 20 years late yeah. so I think we get a lot of tourists coming over expecting to see that a bit of myself included when I first came out here and it doesn't exist and there's some slight there would be slight disappointments I think people have made these places to like harvest that demand well I think one thing that you were talking about like the patron the patrons of these places mm-hmm. are typically like the most straight laced looking people yeah. you know and you're, I'm always kind of surprised that not more of like the you know, if you were here at Harajuku style, wouldn't you hang out in these places, like, all the time? Like, mm. I mean, I feel like it's catering to you, but 
Um, maybe they maybe they kind of are touristy, like yeah. tourist traps. I mean, I'm, everybody's out to make you know money they if they throw, have a business. Quite a monster guy they throws parties at night, like it's a club at night, okay. and that's pretty local, like kind of cool hit people like in like the fashion industry go there, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think by day, yeah, it's more of a, a touristy thing. Yeah, I think I think that covers. I mean, a good. Gambit fan of, yeah. of like theme cafes. I mean, there's a lot of stuff there's that lot we don't want to get into because it's been covered so often. So often, um, mm. I think um, uh, made cafes, and you know, there's no point in going into that stuff. You know, yeah. and those are dying out I think too. Was... Maybe those will become rare um, yeah. as time goes on. I, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, as globalization happens, you know, I, I think some of Japan's uniqueness is getting stripped away. And uh, there's this big part of me that wants Japan to be more Western because I live here and it seems so much more convenient or easy, you know, from my perspective where I come from. Yeah. Where I always have to stop and tell myself, like, no, like, Japan does things differently for a reason. And that's what makes Japan Japan. And that's why I wanted to come here was it was so different from what I knew, you know. Right. And I think, uh, yeah, that these kind of cafes and themed places are very unique to Japan. We just said, you know, they exist in other countries too, but the level that they go to here, the authenticity of the the look of these places or the, the levels they'll go to, they get it down just like it looks like in the, the manga or in the movie or in the game or whatever. Uh, it's kind of unprecedented. So go check them out. Even if you live here, you might think it's kind of a tourist trap, but I would say just, you know, if you're in Japan, go Go, go explore. Go yeah, check them out. definitely. They're not I, expensive, so they yeah it might seem a little cheesy, but I I think that they're a lot of fun. So mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of people will think they're fun. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening to Japan 2.0. Um, we've been really excited because we've had a lot of people contacting us on Twitter and Instagram, yeah. and um, we want you to follow us on. Twitter and Instagram and yeah, Facebook. Facebook um, we're at Japan 2.0 at, in those places. Um, we have a blog. It's Japan 2.0 at WordPress.com. Um, uh, we've been doing a lot of great stuff on both places. We have um, some videos now. Uh, we have a lot of... Our archives are great. If you want to know more about, you know anything we might talk about or we did an episode on arcades we've done an episode on uh, Tokyo versus Tokyo Osaka, different neighborhoods of Osaka different yeah. neighborhoods of Tokyo kind Music. of guides if you have similar tastes to us and like the topics we're talking about I think those things can be harder to find if you don't speak great Japanese um, our aim of our show is to give you those resources and kind of a guide to that lifestyle so check that out yeah uh, what else we've done like bookstores certain animators that we like and artists yeah just go just go back through the archives you'll find stuff you'll like yep, if you, you like this you can go on iTunes and then it goes all the way back to the beginning our, our WordPress blog too would be a good place to go check out those archives so yeah. check them out we're on every kind of social media as I said before we don't do Snapchat we're not going there we're too old <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, but everything else we cover so check yeah. that out uh, please write, write us yeah, we, we rate and it. subscribe on iTunes. Yeah, yeah, we really appreciate it. Um, uh, yeah, do, do you mind if I choose the the song for please, the episode? Please do. Uh, yeah. Well, the song you've heard already, and uh, we'll hear once more. Once more <laughs> is um, it's a sequel to a song we did in the hip hop episode, the Doki Doki Radio Live. Mm-hmm. 
hip hop episode we we posted a f- couple of weeks back, yeah. and um, this is uh, La Theme de Blue Cafe Part okay. Two. Is it by Pizzicato? Uh It's by Small Circle of Friends. Oh, small Circle yeah. of Friends. Yeah, we saw them out in Tokyo recently. Yeah, it was a cool show. It was really cool. Um, it was very intimate, and yeah. uh, and we got coasters. They made coasters for us. Yeah, have you used yours? I haven't used. I them. have. Yeah, I have them by my turntables yeah. right now. But um, Small Circle of Friends is just a, it's a female vocalist, a male rapper, and they just do these jazzy hip hop beats. Mm. And uh, I'd say down tempo, yeah, almost. It's good to throw on, uh, just chilling, studying, making some yeah. coffee, coffee. Exactly. Good morning music, uh, good evening music, you know, unwinding music. And uh, but why this you, one's actually a little more. Song for this episode. Well, it's the name of the song is theme yeah. of the Blue Cafe. Okay. You know, uh, I mean, I feel like it fits. Yeah. Uh, so um, go out there. Organ Bar actually is where. We the Blue them. Cafe event oh, okay. happens. Uh-huh. So um, if you get a chance, if you're in Tokyo while they're doing the Blue Cafe um, night, uh, I I suggest you ch- check it out and yeah. let me know how it is. <laughs> I've wanted to go. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, keep on sub- staying subscribed. We always have cool stuff coming your way. We're not going anywhere anytime soon. Hells no. So enjoy a little small circle of friends. Peace. Yeah.